magicians, wizards, apparitions, adult language, and discussions. If you're easily offended, do not enter the house of mystery. All right, then. On with the show. All right, hello. Welcome, everyone, to the house of mystery, the John Constantine and Friends podcast. I am Michael, your host and curator of the house of horrors. In the house of mystery with me is the demon bisexual butler, David Saval. Hello. Hello, hello. All right, so we are gathered here today to discuss and break down the fourth John Constantine installment within the DC animated movie universe titled John Constantine, The House of Mystery, written by Ernie Altbacker and directed by Matt Peters. Before we continue, Dave, I do feel like it is very vital that we explain our show a bit because we do have new listeners every single episode flooding in so if you are new to our show i welcome you to the house of mystery we cover a wide variety of john constantine and related content you can find this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts just search house of mystery itunes and spotify are our preferred feeds due to their rating and review systems we ask that you leave us a review and rate the show as it does trigger algorithms Within iTunes and Spotify, that helps other viewers find our show, other potential John Constantine fans. And is that not what we want, Dave? Don't we want to to come together as a group to celebrate John Constantine and also Zatanna? Yes. Yeah. Particularly, particularly, there's something very personal about John Constantine's story that just hits every one of us fans. I think there's the some, soul. Yeah, I think there's something there for everyone yeah. because it's so personal. So personal. And because the story of Constantine involves such a, a broad scope of the human condition, they always manage to tackle something that's relevant to someone. Yeah. If, the big F here, if the writer involved in whatever it may be, an animated short, a comic book, TV series, whatever it may be, as long as they understand the character and they have the ability to write well, then we usually get great stories pertaining to Constantine that truly do relate to a lot of people. And that's why, David, I don't understand the continued neglect by DC of this character. I mean, June is just right around the corner, which is Pride Month. Yes. And there's nothing planned for Constantine, who is the pride character, <laughs> to end all pride characters. Oh, absolutely. It, it's one of those things that basically I say, you know, the fact that basically DC has all these other pride characters, but they do not actually bring up the one pride character that we all go, no, he's the one that basically kind of is more relatable to everybody. Yeah. But, nah, you know, nah. maybe because DC is like, oh, he's not, he's not nice and shiny and friendly That's, like all our other characters. Oh, he's so like. And he curses a lot and he's such a mean person. He's a meanie bobini. And Whatever. honestly, that's what it feels like. Yeah. Well, fuck him. Let's <laughs> <laughs> get real aggressive there for no yeah, reason. Just randomly just ramp it up. <laughs> fuck him. 
All right. So there was a lot of anticipation leading up to the release of this new DC short showcase. I know just from our camp alone within RMD network here, we alone have been looking forward to this, this short for a very, very long time. I want to say it was announced almost a year ago, if not maybe over a year ago now. And since then we have been on our hands and knees waiting for any bit of information we can get pertaining to this series or this DC short, I should say. And then of course, finally it's here. I mean, John Constantine feel like because John, they used the John Constantine angle, this DC showcase, it managed to garner a lot of excitement among the Constantine fandom. That's the thing that gets me frustrated with DC going back to what we were saying a few seconds ago. There is a rabid fan base on social media yeah. for John Constantine content. I mean, this series should be an example or should serve as an example of that. If you type in the hashtag house of mystery on Twitter, there are tons and tons and tons of people talking about this series. It's understandable that we become disgruntled at times with DC because of their lack of enthusiasm. They seem to have when it comes to utilizing this character because of obviously, like I just said, check the hashtags on social media. Um, we are obviously used to being treated like the stepchild. No one wants, but things need to change. I mean, Constantine fans, let's, let's be perfectly honest. We have been shitted on for the better part of a decade, especially. And, and we're not going to take it anymore, Dave. Especially since, you know, like when we're talking about the animated side of DC, when you look at the fact that John Constantine as a character is the one character in all of the animated movies of DC that has, you can make the argument, he has a complete story that goes across multiple movies. Yeah, there are he other characters complete, too, but... But some of them weren't done well. I feel like this is some more streamlined. This one... The, the the John Constantine storyline, more you can look at, it's more focused mm -hmm. and it's more streamlined. I agree with you on that, yeah. But listen, Dave, we do have that, and I'm glad. In fact, I will tell you now that, my, listen, we have four movies that I, that I like probably more than other <laughs> four other DC films. We have... Easily. We have uh, Justice League... Dark, the first 2017, the first 2017 film. film. Then we have John Constantine's City of Demons, which I believe I gave 100% on the RMD score because it's just fucking amazing at yes. every level. Then we have Justice League Dark Apocalypse War. And now we have John Constantine House of Mystery, all telling essentially a singular personal story pertaining to John Constantine. Constantine. And that's the thing. Even like an imperfect movie of the Apocalypse War, which... Got lambasted right by a lot so. of people, yeah, and even by us because oh, it wasn't. By us. It wasn't. I love the DC animated side, and I remember when we re reviewed the movie. I'm like, this isn't one of the be better ones. And but if you zero in and you focus on like Just the story John of John Constantine, mm -hmm. suddenly Apocalypse War makes a little bit more sense. Yeah, especially with. With this short, I, this short film, I don't want to say fixes the writing issues that I had with Apocalypse War, but it does iron out some of those wrinkles pertaining to John Constantine and his involvement with Justice League, which I just don't buy. But hey, 
is what we got. And at the end of the day, when you look at just his story alone and the personal side of it, it does work. None of it is out of character for John. And this series just adds to that development. This short, I should say, adds to that development. Well, also the fun stuff about this short too was the fact that not only did we get, you know, Matt Ryan portraying John Constantine again, but dude, getting one character that I think has been underutilized in DC is one of my favorite classic heroes is the specter. Yeah. And you get him voiced by Lou diamond Phillips. I know it's awesome. David. When he showed up and I heard the voice, I'm going, he has the perfect voice for the specter. Why didn't we use this more? <laughs> He's very good. Um, I think he did a great job as the specter and I'm hoping we get more of that. But the thing that I really loved about the inclusion of the specter is that he wasn't the new 52 version of the specter, which I, the which I loathe. I yeah. just, there are, I think there's a couple storylines during the, I think post new 52. That's not terrible, but I mean, this was more the vertigo version of the specter. Yeah. He, this was the, the cosmic being, the cosmic being of God's vengeance and judge. He's the judge. He's the final judge for God's vengeance and God's justice. That's who the specter is. Yeah. It felt, it felt more sincere to the roots of the character, as well as its obvious connections to to Constantine. We had covered early on when we first started this podcast, we talked in detail and broke down and analyzed Neil Gaiman's uh, book of magic and the specter in that series, the vertigo specter is the specter we got yes. in this animated short. Especially when you get to the punchline or the twist in the end. Yes. When you get to that twist and Suddenly the specter, you understand why he's there now. It's not like the new 52 specter where mm -hmm. he's just this, you know, roving ghost of vengeance. No, he's a cosmic being of judgment and vengeance. And the, the way they got to the twist in the end was just so poetic for the character of Constantine. Yeah. Even though it might have not gone the way we would like to see a happy ending for Constantine. Oh, wait, wait. No, who wants happy endings? I who mean, wants, you David, know for a fact that there were fans I want, out there I don't want that happy loved, endings, Dave. But there were fans out there of Constantine that are going, please, can the guy get a break? The only happy ending I want is when I go to a massage parlor, okay? That's, that's not, that's not, I lied. I don't. That's disgusting. By by Demon Zatanna? I oh, mean, well, maybe. Oh, okay. A <laughs> massage parlor that takes place in the House of Mystery where Demon Zatanna is on me. Okay, David, you got a point. There, there I'm you go. okay See? with that. Yeah. But, you know, she'll rip off, you know, various pieces of you, but, you know, you'll Listen, you'll that's, that's a risk I'm willing to take. If I'm going <laughs> to pop up alive again, I'm willing to take that risk. And then the specter will be there just basically saying, this is what you decided. <laughs> hey, listen, good times. Good times. Don't you judge. <laughs> Okay, so the official snap synapsis via the press release from the studio reads, immediately following the ending of Justice League Dark Apocalypse War, where Constantine sent the Flash back in time to create a new Flashpoint, Constantine wakes up in the House of Mystery with no recollection of how he got there. 
Each room he enters, he is set upon and murdered by his friends who become demons. Yes. Constantine struggles to remember how he got there and find an escape from the prison. Uh, the short story is an allusion to the mythological punishment of Prometheus for angering Zeus. I would also add... I would add that it also pulls from a few other sources of literature, one being the story of um, the, the myth of Sisyphus. Yes. In fact, there's an argument to be made that much of Constantine's stories is are derived from that myth. Oh, easily. Uh, the easily. King of Corinth, if you guys do not know what that is or are not familiar, the King of Corinth would forever roll a massive boulder to the top of a steep hill, but his efforts were always in vain for whenever Sisyphus near the top the rock would fall right back down again and sisyphus was thus forced to start his labor all over again and the second bit of literature that you can possibly derive some potential um, influence is friedrich nietzsche's thought experiment known as eternal recurrence this is a thought experiment uh, many philosophers agree was designed to test one's attitude towards existence the thought experiment begins as a question and ends with reflection and that question is what if some day or night a demon were to steal after you into your loneliest of loneliness and say to you this life as you now live it and have lived it you will have to live once more and innumerable times more and there will be nothing new in it but every pain and every joy and every thought and sigh and everything unutterably small or great in your life will have to return to you all in the same su succession and sequence so none of this was meant to be taken literally as Nietzsche was just posing a thought experiment and this is where you can find those those inspirations for Constantine this question is not to be taken literally it's a means to self-assess. It's a moment of private reflection to look inward, to seek internal solace, which is exactly what was doing with John Constantine. It was meant as a moment of reflection. Yes. It was the epilogue of Justice League Dark, the Apocalypse War, which is why the aspect of eternal recurrence works so well within this DC short. And not, not just the apocalypse war, Mike. I mean, take it even further. Every single moment in Constantine's, in the animated life of Constantine, this is what he's been doing this whole time is every single thing he does has a consequence and it's constantly reoccurring. It, there's always a cost. There's always a cost. And the very end I love the twist that the inspector put on him. And all of a sudden, you know, like Constantine's left like going, oh my God. Yeah. It, it, the reoccurrence is because of him. And it's that internal moment where he basically just goes, it's, it, it, it's kind of like that philosophical enlightenment moment where you see a character just finally the light bulb goes off. Hey, private reflection, private reflection why dave i mean when you look at this series that's what the series is about at its core it's about looking inward and 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 like any truly great john constantine story this is what we see john do 
Um, at first, as you were mentioning with the Spectre, we think the Spectre had been sent to punish Constantine, but we learned that it was never about torturing him. Exactly. It was about giving him an escape, the perfect dream. Yes. But of course, Constantine, being the guilt-ridden person he is, turned this alleged good thing into a prison of torture. His own guilt manifests into an unyielding or I should say unyielding vignettes of torture where he continues to die over and over again. And just that alone, when you find out that this was all his own doing, how much does that say yet about again Constantine. about John Constantine as a person that he obviously at some level feels that he deserves to die I'm, over and over and over and over. I'm not, I'm not lying when I say, and I don't mean this as even hyperbole, Mike, but like, when you hit that moment, and, and because I'm a big fan of the animated DC universe, mm -hmm. one of my favorite storylines thus far has always been John Constantine. And we've always alluded to the fact that Constantine is always willing to sacrifice everybody, but he carries that burden with him. Yeah. Everywhere he goes, everywhere he goes, he constantly carries that burden and he hurts himself. And then now we find the culmination of everything. I got a little, I got just a tiny bit emotional when Kotsky comes to this realization. The specter was here trying to actually give him some peace after his death. Yeah. But Constantine being Constantine. Couldn't even enjoy that peace. He couldn't do it because he could never forgive himself. The self-loathing. The self-loathing and basically all that times when he looked at it and he sacrificed all his friends in the past. And then in the end, his quote unquote, you could say this was his personal um, heaven because yeah. this is what he wanted for himself was all those people that he screwed over getting their vengeance upon him. Did he really screw them over apart? though? Did he really? I mean, come on. I think he blames himself more than he should. I mean, he essentially he saved everyone. A lot of people do. Eh, a lot of people. Usually there's a greater good. I mean, it's, um, and but, especially, well, especially how, when you think about it now, this is just like in hindsight, while me, while fans everywhere have always championed, in the animated universe, Zatanna and Constantine, the way he treated Zatanna was not healthy. Like he was constantly, we knew that he, they always portrayed him as a character that was very open with his feelings and loved Zatanna. But what would he do? He'd push her away. Why? Because Constantine feels that he's not worthy. Yeah. <laughs> why are you laughing about it? I don't understand your laugh sometimes. Because how, how relatable is that? But why is that funny though? Because no, he'll never fix it. Yeah. It's that eternal dark comedy where he will never fix it. You could even in death, he's never going to fix it. He's never going to say, I live happily ever after with Zatanna in the house of mystery, having sex. Oh, wow. Stop. You know, the kids can we do without the kids? I, <laughs> I don't, it's just I don't sad like, that he gives himself this, this history. He gives himself this fake history yes. with children only so that his children can turn the demons and rip his throat and out. kill him. I mean, that is a, that's a very dark way to look at. That's a very dark lens to look through, to see yeah. John Constantine. And I feel like when you, when you really break down what the writer was doing and the director was doing in this short, it's it's clear 
that they understand the character. And it was clever too, because the, it, they did it with almost like a dark side of humor because like the whole, uh, the, my favorite scene when he's getting killed by his children is when he starts punching them and he's telling them, I told you to go to bed. <laughs> and like, he's been killed by his children so many times it gets mundane. Uh, listen, Dave, you, you never want to punch a kid and go to bed. I'm just going to go ahead and put that disclaimer out there because you seem like you're really um, enthusiastic about that aspect. This is and, just uh, my, my I, I don't condone is, domestic violence of any type. My, my, my feeling is like John Constantine. I want to be violent on everybody. <laughs> wow. I don't think that was the message of this. I think your interpretation is flawed. Is flawed. <laughs> Yeah, so David, but everything you're touching on, I do agree with with how well it works for Constantine as a character, because as I said, the, the writer and director, obviously they have an understanding of the character, and despite having read countless Constantine stories since the 90s, I find this story unique in its approach. Even though you could point to other similar stories, it still does something unique in its approach. I mean, Constantine has become a bit of a genre in itself at this point, and with a genre comes expected elements or what is called genre semantics. And this creative team understood that there are things that must be included in a John Constantine story. Constantine's guilt, his desire to be a better person, the use of his self-deprecation to explore his dislike for himself, his unbending and unyielding defiance toward the universe and the powers that reside in said universe. Um, I think the difference in this though, that makes this kind of unique for me as a Constantine fan is by the end of it, I kept thinking this is going to be like Constantine. He's going to get his way out of this. Right. And he, that's does, what he does. And he does. But then, in but the, only to get into the next bit of shit, bit of shit. And it, it, they could literally end it with the short, the Constantine storyline. They could end it with that. And it's not a happy ending, but it's a very poetic ending for the character. Because at that moment when the specter shows him what we assume is the truth of the universe and Constantine gets this very relaxed look and realizes the beauty of the universe. And remember, he, he looks at it and says, oh, my God, it's it's beautiful. And then suddenly it just turns and specter says, yeah, and the universe still wants its revenge on you all the wrongs you've done so you have to pay your penance and then he goes from this one moment when he's truly happy to only this time pay his comeuppance and he goes screaming into the void into oblivion basically now we could say he probably died he got erased from history you know the universe took its vengeance upon him and all the time I kept thinking Constantine's going to find his way out. But when you get to that ending, you realize, no, he doesn't get his way out this time. You can't have an ending like that. It can't be a good ending for Constantine. And if you want to have a, a brief little bit of happiness like he had in this short when he felt like he finally escaped the House of Mystery, then fine, that works. But ultimately, a character like Constantine, he's like Dr. Sam Beckett. He can never find his way home. It's always going to be it's going to be it's always going to be a journey for him. Yes. I mean, the the existential and the nihilistic behavior that's a part of Constantine's genetic makeup at this point, that always has to be at the foundation of a John Constantine story. And you can't have the notes of nihilism and the notes of existentialism if you have that happy ending. Exactly. And 
I'm glad they they gave us the ending that they gave us because it just again it it re just to reiterate it feels like these guys understand the character and it gives me hope moving forward, you know, for more authentic Constantine eccentric stories from the animated side. And I really liked how the story came to an end, having John Constantine trick the Spectre into announcing his sentencing, knowing that he has other enemies that would never let him have such an ending. <laughs> they demand blood. They and, demand blood. And ultimately, this is what allowed Constantine to break free of the House of Mystery. But as you said, the universe still demanded restitution. And we will see. I'm hoping soon what John Constantine's fate will actually be, because we saw I mean, he saw something. He saw something. As he was being pulled into the void because he begged the specter to kill him. Yes. So what did he see? Is it another reality? There seems to be a lot of debate on social media oh, yeah. about this. Some people are saying it's, it's, a, it's a void of source. He saw nothingness. Uh, some people said that he's being pulled to reality, a reality that maybe he dislikes. Maybe it's a horrible existence. I've heard, I've heard rumors and this is the one rumor that I've, I'm hoping for because me and you covered the series in it through covering the comic side of the Hellblazer. There was talk that basically they're going to take the last run of Hellblazer. The one that me and you really liked recently by Cy Spurrier by Cy Spurrier uh -huh. and turning it, that into an animated huh. John Constantine movie. And taking that as the continuation, because think about the story that we got right at the end of House of Mystery. Oh, he gets shoved into some kind of Maybe, alternate universe, perhaps. Yeah, and he's he is not wanting to go there. It is horrible. When you go to Cyspurrier's run of Hellblazer, he was ripped from his reality. He was ripped from his reality. Yeah, and then yeah, into to another with old man Constantine. Yeah, that dude. I wouldn't mind an I wouldn't mind I wouldn't it. mind a, an animated adaptation of Spurrier's run. That, I would it'd be interesting to see what they do. That is the one rumor that I was like, God, please, I'm crossing my fingers, let it happen. However, Spurrier's run is fairly new. It's fairly new. Don't you think there are other Hellblazer stories that they could adapt? They could, but if you think about it for mass audiences, taking a more recent run would be better to introduce people. Okay, here we go. We're going to do another animated uh, movie based on Constantine, and you can actually pick up the recent run of Hellblazer. Yeah. And pick up the entire thing, and you can get the gist of the story. I'm the, the only caveat to the whole using Spurrier's run. Me and you covered Spurrier's run in depth. Uh-huh. Transitioning that type of story with all its imagery, with all its symbolism into an animated movie, maybe that's like, uh, let's give it, let's give it the benefit of the doubt. That's probably about 47 minutes long. They're not going to give it a two hour run. Wait a second. The entire run? The entire run. No. That's what I mean is the entire run. Now that entire run could easily fit in several hours. Exactly. Yeah. They can't do that into a single movie. Into that would feel movie. very. No, they can't do so it. Now that you're, you're thinking about that. Yeah, they my can't one do hiccup. that in two hours. There's no way there's too much there. That's, that's my one hiccup. 
Yeah, is they, like if the, I'd love for them to do it because also they've on the flip done side, this with other DC shorts where they've taken stories that were nine, 10, 12 issue arcs yes. and they've adapted them into a two hour movies and they're actually not good. Exactly. And so I, I don't want that. That's the thing. I mean, on the flip side, I'd be excited about it because it would bring the highlight to Spurrier's run, which I think deserves it. Because, you know, the, of course, yeah. Everyone more or less talks about he who shall not be named. Come on, David. Can we go one show, please? I didn't say his name. Okay. I didn't say his name. <laughs> I will say, David, I have a feeling that it's only a matter of time before we find out what plans they have for Constantine in the way of the DC animated universe. It is clear, though, that we are getting more. You don't have an ending like that unless they have plans to return to this version of John Constantine, Constantine from the DC animated side. And I'm okay with that. I'm, I hope we can continue to get storylines, you know, voiced by Matt Ryan because David, the DC universe animated original movies so far, uh, justice league, dark Constantine city of demons, justice league, dark apocalypse war, John Constantine, the house of mystery. Those four films, we'll just call them films do such a great job overall i have my problems with apocalypse war but overall when you look at what they did for john constantine magnificent yeah as a john constantine fan you can't hate on the personal story they gave us no and i want more of that why stop now give us more we're gonna get the jj abrams live action stuff hopefully discovery puts it into it but so far it's gonna happen Let's keep doing this DC animated side because if we can get more films like The House of Mystery and City of Demons, which to me are the, my two top favorite ones so far. In fact, if I, if I had to rate them, Dave, out of the four, it would it would go Constantine City of Demons is number one. Number two is John Constantine, The House of Mystery. Number three is Justice League Dark. And number four is Justice League Dark Apocalypse War. What's your rating of those four films so far? I would actually I would actually put The House of Mystery as my favorite. Really? Because it does it did such a great storytelling of of Constantine in just 27 minutes. In just minutes. 27 minutes. Yeah. Now you need City of Demons. City of Demons is like God, I love that my movie. second my second favorite and it comes really close because you need City of Demons to really grasp the uh, the the, the the idea of the character and why he deserves this fate. Listen, uh, David, I'm, I would go out on a limb and say Constantine city of demons is on my top five DC films. films. I'm not talking animated, just anime. I'm talking about all across the board, dude. Constantine city of demons is fucking legit. It's on point as a full two hour movie. And the type of storytelling we get from that, I feel like, it does belong in my top five of DC films. So enough of me, Dave. Well, what's your rating on, on the four? Rating on the four, as I said, I'd have to go House of Mystery number one, City of Demons number two, Justice League Dark number three, and then Apocalypse War number four. Because I... The well, only, we both struggle with that. The only, the only shining factor in... Apocalypse War is the storyline of Constantine because he's the one who comes to the realization that 
sacrifices have to be made and it's great to be noble like the flash making the promise to Iris. I will never do flashpoint again, but constantly basically saying, look, there has to be better and you have to make that sacrifice. So I like, uh, I like the Constantine story in Apocalypse yeah, War. It's solid. When you look at those four films, how can we complain? And it, it's it, a great storyline. It adds now, just like what you alluded to a little, a little bit more tragedy like classic Greek tragedy to house of mystery when you get to it, because even in, even in death, Constantine would never forgive himself for all his past misdealings. Okay. So this DC short. Okay. So it, it had a running time of 26 minutes. Yes. And it still managed to feel complete. I didn't feel like we needed more short stories are not always easy to write. So when we get one as capable as this, it's a reason to celebrate. And now the DC showcase, uh, it, it wasn't just, it is a showcase. I should say the DC showcase. So there are other shorts that make up the collection. Yeah. There's Commandi, the last boy on earth, the losers, as well as blue beetle. It's, it's a big, almost like throwback to the way DC comics was back in the seventies when they had, when they had series that weren't titled after a single character, right? You had these series that basically had like the house of mystery featuring dead man this week. And that's how you would introduce characters. And then a lot of times back in the seventies, that's how characters would get their own title. Right. Yeah we're not going to sit and review the other three. However, all three of them are, are well-made and well well done. And surprisingly, yeah, they're not necessarily a part of the darker side of DC as I was hoping originally that that's what they were going to do by giving us this DC showcase titled the house of mystery, especially blue beetle. Um, But I will say that all three shorts outside of the Constantine house of mystery were pretty solid as well. So if you look, are on the fence about purchasing this don't be it's well worth the price oh yeah the only thing i'm a bit disappointed in is that there was no 4k version to purchase which i thought was strange yes because i own the 4k version of apocalypse war and the 4k version of city of demons i do not believe there's a 4k version of the 2017 justice league dark no or i would have purchased it so I was surprised that they have, they didn't release a 4k version. Now, perhaps maybe it'll be delayed a couple months down the road. We'll get that 4k version, but typically they come out at the same time. Yeah, they do. That's what has me really. I was surprised, right? I, I, that's why I think that this DVD is being used to kind of restart the animated universe. Yeah. Basically say, yeah. Okay. Let's, let's give them a sample of what we can do. It won't be in the 4K version, but the next movie that they come out with that maybe spawns out of this is in complete 4K. And then this is kind of like treated like a a teaser trailer for the animated universe. Yeah, I'm looking at the digital release as well. And the digital version, there is a 1080p version, a 720p version, and of course the standard definition, but there is no 4K option 
listed here. Oh, there is a UHD digital. Is there? I didn't see one. Yeah, when you go to movies anywhere, there's a UHD version. So maybe hmm. it automatically will... Huh, I'll have to go back and check because I watched the HD version, but my version is available on movies anywhere as well. Because that's the... D that's the uh, when they offer you a digital bonus, they give you a code to go get the digital version if you buy the, the physical copy as well. So I'm going to have to check to see if that part, because I know the disc itself is not 4K. So I'm wondering if the digital version comes with a UHD. I'm going to have to check it out and I'll get back to everyone on this. I'll post it out to our social media feeds. And of course, if you are aware, if you're a listener and you're aware or you know the answer, then please tweet out to me at HellBlazerDude and let me know that the digital version is a UHD which is 4K. Okay, so the fourth installment of John Constantine's story within the DC animated universe is a shining example of a well-written short-form narrative that explores the philosophical intrigue of eternal recurrence, self-reflection, and personal accountability. Overall, the audience can expect a nuanced look into the human condition and our innate tendency as humans towards self-destructive behavior. And I'm giving this a 95% on the RMD score. David, I'll say you. I am actually on board with you on that one. I have the exact same score for it. Uh, when I came down to judging just the house of mystery, um, I gave it a 95. Not only does it encompass like, Constantine's story as a character, but I thought that as a showcase for DC's past, when it comes to horror comics, like the actual house of mystery title, mm -hmm. I thought that this did wonders kind of giving a glimpse of what old story story writing for comics like that back in the day ran because the, the the whole story in itself reminded me of an old 1970s House of Mystery where it's kind of like it has that Twilight Zone element to it where it's you have the character dealing with the issue, you have a twist, and it ends on a dark note. That is a, a typical classic House of Mystery comic back in the 1970s. You always tune in to see what's the next twisted tale that they can do. Well, that's, I feel like, the only. If I had to nitpick one thing about this entire DC showcase is I'm surprised that the other stories were not house of house of mystery eccentric. Mm -hmm. Like you literally had a chance to do a visual version of the comic book where each story is, is an anthology essentially. Yes. And I, I feel it's, it's almost like a no brainer. How did they not think, Hey guys, DC, the title is Constantine, the house of mystery. Let's have all our DC showcases essentially be House of Mystery Centric. Yeah. It just doesn't make a lot of sense that they would not do that. And don't get me wrong. I really enjoyed the other shorts, especially. Oh, yeah. They were good. I thought the Losers surprised me. The Losers animated was good. And then, especially with Kamandi, the, the last boy on Earth, that was actually a pretty good story. And the twist in the end of that kind of fit the, the vibe of the old, again, 1970s comics of house of mystery where you get to the very end and you have the twist of, you know, spoilers here, 
the the person that Kamandi has been chasing, the the guy that he he's trying to find is Superman. But Superman has disappeared, and that's why the the world is, you know, in a apocalyptic state because all the heroes are gone. Well, this is what happens to the world. And I thought that was actually a really cool, like twist ending in the very end. That's very reminiscent of a house of mystery a twist ending at the very end. Does the twist ending usually twist. come at the beginning? <laughs> Again, it's very late. <laughs> it's very late when we're recording. Okay. So David really fast, the general critic response, cause we got to close out our show. Yeah. This I find very disheartening. Really? From IMDb, <laughs> it does get a 10 out of 10 from one viewer. Okay. Criminally underrated. Two out of 10 stars, boring and dull. It feels like just when the short started, it ended. So is that boring then? <laughs> I don't think that's the definition of boring. I don't think that's the definition of boring and dull. If you feel that the, the, the short, I'm confused with that one. Nothing gained, no new information, leaving much to be desired. I don't think the guy was watching the same, the same short as us. Nothing gained. Even when it tries to be funny, it falls flat. I don't think it was trying to be funny. (laughs) They that try to make the story generic. bigger and grander, but the plot holes are way too big and breaks DC's own in-universe rules. Even thinking for a second makes the whole story just fall apart. What? Okay. Time out. Time out, Mike. That is the most generic. I don't think the guy actually watched the... Or his IQ is extremely low and he just doesn't understand what he was watching. Not to sound like an elitist, David, but I'm saying it's not that hard. To, this isn't a overly this, is just, comp, this isn't an overly complicated. This isn't fucking Westworld season one. Okay, exactly. this isn't overly complicated. This is <laughs> we're at the house of mystery, Mike. We could be as elitist as much as we want. Okay, good. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Okay, so then there's one out of ten star, and it's titled Trash. I like Constantine and Matt Ryan. This short is garbage. How? DC had the gall to charge $30 by adding three other shorts that already existed. Pure greed. What? I, whatever. You're, you realize that you're, you love Constantine and you love Matt Ryan. By giving this a one out of 10, you realize that you are triggering algorithms that these companies use to dictate whether or not they should continue the storyline. So you're actually hurting the chances <laughs> Of getting more Constantine because the consulting firms and companies that these, that the studios hire, they go after these types of things. Good job, asshole. (laughs) Five out of 10. Well, sure. Why not? I sat down to watch the 2022 DC animated short feature DC showcase Constantine, the house of mystery as part of watching a couple other of the older DC shorts. I am vaguely familiar with. Okay. Jesus Christ. He's giving us an entire fucking Backstory to his life. <laughs> Writer Ernie Altbacker managed to put together an adequate enough storyline here. However, it just wasn't one that I was particularly overwhelmed or thrilled by. Okay. I mean, that's, uh, that's a fair. Who might argue with that? Nine out of 10 underrated. It is continuation of Justice League Dark. I mean, I get it. It, it should have been a movie, but this really good. It bloody gory. 
filled with violence. This person doesn't know English. <laughs> English. <laughs> Just looking for some escapism. I love the John Constantine character, so I was excited to see that there was some new material, only to end up disappointed with a mediocre short and then three other stories behind it. They also don't know what they're purchasing because it has been marketed as a short anthology series from the very beginning. So these ratings are a lot of them aren't even fair. They're yeah. reviewing things based on their own ignorance. Yeah, this is this is the world we live in, Mike. <laughs> 33% on Rotten Tomatoes. This is why this is why those listeners out there that listen to us we speak the truth. <laughs> We're not like those people. This person, Antoni, Antonis K, gave it a half a star. Despite the concept being of interest with a question mark, which I don't understand their, their use of punctuation, this short animated film becomes irritating pretty fast. One star by Robert P. Terrible animation makes this movie a pass. Win H, two stars, ripoff. Not 130 minutes at all. Show was 24 minutes. The rest are random old style cartoons. Do not buy this. Gave it two stars because the actual Constantine showcase is good, but I feel cheated out of my money. Then you need to review it based on that. You're hurting the chances for more. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm done. This is why I don't go to the internet to read. This is why you don't read the trolls. Just one, one intellectual review, please. I would love it. That's our that's that's our side of the House of Mystery. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you, you, oh, that is your personal hell, Mike. You go into every room, and it's just stupidity. Basically stupidity. That's my eternal recurrence. It's all these people. It's all these people telling you, I don't if, like if, this. If because Friedrich this. Nietzsche asked me that uh, that question and told me to to work on that thought experiment, I'd be like, no, thank you. <laughs> like, because the answer would be no. I do not want to. Live with a bunch of stupid people over and over. <laughs> All right, let's end this before I get more mad. I want to thank everyone for listening. Be sure to find us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Digital, and pledge a minimum of $1. And by doing so, you will gain access to our Oblivion Bar discussion, which is essentially a mini version of the House of Mystery. That's basically, I guess you can call it a pre-show. We... We work out the kinks that gets us going. It's a warm-up show. We tend to talk about a lot of things that we don't always have time to get to on our regular discussions. We go over recent Constantine news. But pretty much there are no rules. As long as it's Constantine and friends related, we get into it. So head over to patreon.com slash Rayman Digital and pledge a dollar. And don't you dare give me a half a star. I will destroy you. I will Ooh. seek you. I'll do a James and Bob strike back and I will go to your house. We will show up like the specter and let the universe deal with you. Yes. We're going to send you into a cosmic void of nothingness. Well, isn't a void nothing. So now, <laughs> now I'm doing what <laughs> you do. What do. <laughs> All right. Let's end this show. All Thank right. you, everyone. Bye-bye. My name is John Constantine. I'm the one who steps from the shadows, all trench coat and arrogance. I'll drive your demons away, kick them in the bollocks and spit on them when they're down, leaving only a nod and a wink and a wisecrack. I'll walk my path alone, because let's be honest, who'd be crazy enough to walk it with me?